Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. We're talking about the eviction ban and um, renting, the rental market, what it's like for people affected at the moment. Alina is with us on the line today. Alina, can you tell me about the issues that you're having? In December 2020, it was first time when the shower was broke. I text him and I say, the shower is broken. And he told me he will fix. But uh, no, he never fixed. And actually waiting to be more worse, everything. So so there's a there's a leak. You, you say there's a leak, Alina, from the apartment above yours upstairs. From his shower, yeah. Before, before the shower, actually, he has broke the toilet. And I need to wait like two weeks. The landlord to come in and fix. And in, 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 this was in 2019. And he fixed the toilet. But after when the shower it's it broke and I I call him and I meet with him many times. Uh, he he promised me all the time he will fix, he will bring mm. a plumber, but no, never he So what's it. what's happening? Is is there water flowing down into your apartment? Yeah, the the water. The water but um, urine and you know like excrement it's coming in my flat. And in the kitchen same. So there's there, there's there's excrement and yeah. urine from the apartment above yours yeah. flowing down into your into yeah. your into your into your into your bathroom. Yeah. It must be awful. Yeah, it is because the smell was very bad actually in the house. My the house smelled like a public toilet. Me and my son we can breathe. We we prefer to stay on the during the day outside with the dog and to come back on the evening. But when we come back in the evening, it was like a nightmare because actually my neighbor went um, here, uh, we are in the house, he started banging on the during the night. Sometimes he stopped maybe six morning. You, uh, you, you, have a, you have a little boy, Alina, is that right? Yes, he has seven years and yeah. eight months. And you're, you, are, are, you, are you pregnant as well? With twins. With twins. And like with the, the excrement and the urine that you can smell in the apartment, when you told the landlord what happened? He will, he will promise me all the time he will fix the problem. But actually he never, he never tried to do something. So were you leaving? The, the council, they give us like emergency accommodation. I don't have any problem to live there because actually mm. I told you, me, I make renovation in a flat and I... I I spent a lot of year there, but in the last year, no, it, it's impossible. It's to got leave. so bad, yeah. The fire brigade, they told me the building, nobody can live there because okay. it's not safe. Okay, so you're you so and you're and you're being moved into emergency accommodation. Yeah. Okay, and how do you feel about that, Alina? Actually, I'm happy because I will not hear now my neighbor what he's doing every night. I feel unsafe. All the time when I was there, I didn't feel safe. You think I, I am crazy to stay here with my son if I have a place to go. I say where I have to go. I say I will take my son and I'm coming to the Garda station mm-hmm. and sleep there because I don't have where to go. I try to move, but it's very hard to mm-hmm. find the rent. Or Have you been able to contact so, anybody about it to, to report the conditions? I Yeah, actually, I, I make report uh, to um, because I have help. 
They were three times in my house. Uh, they have inspection because I call them all the time and I insist to coming to see my situation. Okay, so I, you've done, yeah, you've reported it. Yeah, yeah you've reported was, it many times. I was to the times. I, was, yeah. I was to the homeless. I was everywhere. In, in the last one year, I try everywhere. It must be very stressful, Alina. It was. It was yeah. for me and my son in special. And you're my pregnant at the went, moment as well. So, I, you know, yeah. I'm sure it must be very stressful for you. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, listen, what, what, you, 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 have you actually moved out now of the apartment? Or is that happening? Yeah. That you have moved out, okay? And I know, I know you. You said you're 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 actually happy to you know to be in emergency accommodation at the moment. But um, look, I, I hope it works out for you, Alina, and mind yourself. Yeah, thank you. Nora's on the line as well from the Community Action Tenants Union. Nora, I know you're um, you're aware of Alina's case, but can you tell me how you would you would help somebody in Alina's position? We are a union of tenants and people in emergency accommodation and all kinds of people who suffer from the housing crisis. So the the main um, sort of objective and the main way we operate is through mutual support. So we don't have any particular influence. We have strength in numbers. We have people who have sometimes been in similar situations to Alina, maybe not as grim, but many of us have faced evictions ourselves, have faced, uh, you know, illegal rent rises, all the all the tenants. And so we come together and try to amplify the voice of the person who is suffering an injustice and pressure those responsible to do their duty and act um, in this case. And I'd just like to clarify that before she reached out to Katu, Alina had tried to do absolutely everything on her own. She had, mm. had, she had sent hundreds of the authorities, had requested HAP inspection, had contacted um, different charities, had documented everything that was happening to her over more than two or three years. And um, really, um, throughout this time, she, she was just like really struggling on her own, uh, getting very little support. So what what Tatu did basically was to to help her um, be heard, and well, this is this is what we can do, and like put pressure on on the authorities and those responsible, and show that now she has backing, and that we don't give up. So maybe we don't have um, a lot of financial power or anything, but we are extremely determined, and yeah. when we. When we help someone, we don't give up. Yeah. So Nora mentioned, or sorry, Alina mentioned that she's now left the apartment, um, that she's now moving to emergency accommodation. And like from talking to Alina, she said she's actually, she's happy about that. Well, of course, she is happy about that, relatively speaking, because everyone would be happy uh, to not live with sewage uh, seeping 24-7 through their walls, into their kitchen and bathroom, and everyone will be happy to use the toilet. And uh, it was heartbreaking to see her son uh, the first night when she was out of the apartment, being so excited, jumping around that he can finally use a toilet in the 21st century. But of course, she's happy about this temporarily. But emergency accommodation is not really a place to raise a family like like thousands of families in Ireland now know. And, uh, you know, the child has to go to school. She will have twins, uh, one of whom will need um, actually a serious medical intervention once they're born, one of the twins. And, um, you know, in emergency accommodation, you can't cook. There is no wardrobe. Um, 
it's it's not a place uh, where you can really have a life mm-hmm. for your family. And also, I'd like to highlight that they have a dog that they love very much and that the little boy is really attached to. And you cannot bring pets into emergency accommodation. So one of the things that... Okay, so there's lots of different, yeah. lots, lots of different issues there. Just, I mean, we're talking about this today and I've been asking people, Nora, to get in touch and, and to share their stories with us. How many people roughly are you dealing with now since this, uh, since it was announced that the eviction ban won't be extended? Well, even during the eviction ban, Katu uh, constantly hears about threats of illegal evictions, of intimidation towards tenants. We have been fighting over the past year uh, several mass evictions or several uh, situations where, for instance, um, the rent doubled in a whole apartment complex or stuff like that. So um, now with the eviction ban, it's going to get worse. We have among our already existing active members, so people who are active in CATO activities, um, many people who are facing eviction. Now, we are not um, a policy institute who has exhaustive um, numbers you know, and statistics, but clearly there will be an absolute increase because we have uh, members who were already under... Um, you know, an eviction notice, a pending eviction notice before the ban happened. Mm. And now so you're concerned about that. It. You're concerned, obviously, then that, that, that there yes. will be more people in the same situation as Alina. Yes. And uh, also people are often just uh, bearing substandard accommodation, like in Alina's case, absolute slum conditions, really, because that's that's the word for it, just because there is nowhere else to go. And just because it's really hard to, to secure, for instance, a HAP property, if you're on HAP, many, many landlords will not accept HAP, even though that is illegal. So people will sometimes be so afraid that they will have nowhere else to go, that they will stay for years. Well, that's what I, I, I was going to ask you that. I mean, you know, were there concerns that people won't highlight problems or raise issues with apartments or houses, you know, for fear that they could then be evicted? But in Alina's case, she had actually been flagging this and raising this for quite a long time. Yes, exactly. So, uh, in fact, she had already three HAP inspections. And for, for listeners who are not familiar with the HAP scheme, HAP is basically public money. It's all our money that is paid to subsidize rents for, for families who need, you know, this, this extra. Uh, so it's paid directly to landlords. And so she had requested three inspections from HAP that had all seen the state of the apartment and nothing was done. And she was actually asking for the HAP payments to cease because she thought it was absurd that, you know, 900 euros a month would continue to be paid for, for a house where, where she had no toilet and um, no shower and that had actually the shower had been broken for longer than the toilet. So for almost a year now. And um, yes, nothing happened. And she has been on, on the housing list uh, with the council for four years now. And every week she bid for a house. And um, so we were told she was not priority. And of course, we know there's many other families in this situation. But when you think that there's hundreds of millions of euros that go through the HAP scheme, and there is very little oversight, as we have seen in this situation, because this is just the extreme end of a spectrum mm-hmm. where we see a lack of oversight from the public authorities on how public money is spent. Because no, it's, how, a, how, it's a fair, yeah. it's a very, it's a certainly, it's a, it's a fair point, um, you know, about that, and, and particularly as you say, when inspections had been carried out. Nora, listen, thank you for for joining us here on the program today. Okay, thanks very much. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, this discussion around the eviction ban—it's not going away. I don't know what how you get the balance right in this. 
Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.